Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to episode 11 of the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. Now when you start these things, it always starts off as a bit of an experiment. And, uh, you know, not only did we survive the first 10 episodes, but we're doing really well and I couldn't be any prouder. Now one thing I'm starting to notice when I'm speaking to people, you know, I spoke to people from all kinds of different like backgrounds and um, from different points of view. And one thing I'm starting to notice as a reoccurrence is throughout the town is cooperation. People like to work together and encourage each other. And what that does is it gives you a license to create. When I first started the show, my goal was to find what was special about this town. And we're already starting to get different ideas as to what the secret ingredients are. And one of those is cooperation, people working together. How great is that? Now, today's show is going to be with Shane Chebsey. Uh, Shane's a great guy. I'm really looking forward to everything we're working together with in the future. Uh, we seem to work really well together. Shane is bringing the Comic Salopia Festival to Shrewsbury in June. Um, it's quite far off, but we want to start talking about it now. We'll start generating interest because it's a really exciting event, a comic book festival in Shrewsbury. And during this episode, we sit and we talk about what's going to be going on during that period and what you've got to look forward to i've offered my services to shane uh charlie and jane who are organizing this event and they have got our complete backing um so that there you go uh we're really looking forward to it it's right up my alley you know it hits me right in the geek nerve this does so you'll notice a very different side to me on this episode certainly we cover a lot of events and up and upcoming now is the uh, the darwin festival it's going to be our first event, which starts on the 8th of February, and it runs right through to the 24th of February. You've got a couple of weeks there of great events that we're going to be covering as much as we can. Now, next week's episode, I'm going to be speaking to Fiona from the Unitarian Church in town. And, you know, of course, this is the Darwin Festival, and it's only just before uh, I went into the church I realized the significance of that place, being it, you know, Darwin's church when he was a child so that's the significance right there and it's very relevant so we spoke to Fiona to find out what they're going to be taking part with with the Darwin festival and you're going to be hearing it quite a lot because we're going to be covering that throughout pretty much the whole of February so um, if there's anybody I know I'm speaking to a few people that want to come on the show soon um, if you haven't heard of me yet that's because we're going to be covering um, February's I've dedicated to the darwin festival so we're going to be covering as much of that as possible but for this episode i hope you enjoy it thank you very much to shane um charlie and jane as well for being very supportive with me through this um like i said cooperation they've given me a license to breathe and to to grow and to create and and that's really inspiring shane's also given me a bit of music as well you're going to hear like a nice new intro he said i can use a bit of their music um, this is from his band um, called um, Cosmic Rays and the band Cosmic Rays are Charlie Adlard, Shane Chebsey, Kevin Dark and Rog McFall and uh, yeah I, I want to try a new intro so thank you to someone else as well for letting us use their music for 10 episodes um, I don't know where this is going to go but you know trial and error uh, I hope you like it and I hope you enjoy the episode any comments, make sure you get back to me on the social media. Twitter at ShrewsburyB1. <laughs> on Facebook, we are the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast Group. And on Instagram, the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. You can also email us at um, ShrewsburyBiscuitPodcast at gmail.com. 
Love you guys, and thank you so much for letting me get through another 10 episodes, hopefully, and then another 10, and then another 10, and then another 10, and then another 10, and then another 10. Thank you, Shane, for, for joining me on the Shrewsbury Biscuit. I thought we'd just go straight into Oh, this. we're on, we're on. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> fine, that's good, yeah. Uh, we are, we're, we're straight into it, um, because I've come around your house and um, you've got the, the, the most uncomfortable um, coffee table for a microphone stand. He was like, <laughs> nope, nope, I'm not having it. So we've had to, you, we've got my mic stand attached to your bookcase, reaching right across your sofa, yeah. and you have a blue microphone in my face pushed right into your face it's quite nice yeah it's all right <laughs> makes me feel very comfortable yeah yeah <laughs> you look like you're gonna play a game of ender's game I don't know. <laughs> yeah i feel like i'm piloting an x-wing or something that's cool that's cool right so um <laughs> i have come here today because we kind of crossed paths many times whilst i was creating the biscuit biscuit whilst you were doing your thing we yep. kind of kept bumping into each other along the way didn't we we did yeah um we're going to be working together quite a lot i found out that we are um, well i assume so i, I definitely <laughs> feel like we should be because we both kind of got a similar well i've got a, I'm a, I'm a i consider myself as a geek and as a nerd I, I love my comic books my batman i love batman i've come around yours now and it's like a nerd palace it's amazing <laughs> i love it here um we've got a big wonder woman poster lots of dvds toys and things it's great yeah. Thank, you, thank you for inviting me around. I feel privileged. Well, you're very welcome. It's <laughs> nice to surround yourself with the things you love, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's your home after all, you know. Yeah. Um, so let's find out a bit about you. Why? Why? What? what what's the reason why I've bumped past with you? Like, let's introduce you properly. Um, okay. Well, I suppose the, the primary reason we've crossed paths is that um, I'm co-director of the Comics Salopia Comics Festival, which is happening in Shrewsbury next year. On the first, second of June, and oh, this year now, this year, yes, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, of course we're in two thousand nineteen. Going quick, it's going too quick. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's scary. Um, yeah, so this year, this June, um, and uh, I don't know. I think I think you're promoting a lot of really cool stuff, you know, arts and yeah. literature and stuff in in, in um, Shrewsbury. And it just seemed like uh, very natural for us to get in touch with each other. Absolutely. I think you, you came to me first, didn't you? you sort of I said, actually can't remember how these things happened. Do you know yeah. what? There's so much going on with the, the biscuit and things at the moment. I, I kind of struggle where I am and where, what I've been doing. But mm-hmm. I, I do remember getting in touch with you. Yes, I did, actually. I got in touch with you and I was like, hey, let's comic book festival. <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, and let's talk. And then it. we didn't talk for about a month. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to call you. And I was like, okay. And do you know, like, it's weird, it's weird. We all walk around, we put phones in our faces and we scroll and we, we got these devices in our, you know. But um, as soon as somebody rings you on it, you're kind of like, um... Oh, good phone yeah, call. Yeah, phone yeah. call. Mm-hmm. Got to use my voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a good chat and uh, we decided that we're going to work together. I'm going to help you. Like, I help a lot of other people in Shrewsbury because we also have a mutual uh, appreciation for arts. And, and Indeed, kind of, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know what it is. I think maybe I've got a... A, a criminal obsession for the artistic mind. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I really am obsessed with people that can create and the kind of process that goes behind it, and also about how how we can use that to inspire inspire people. Mm. Do you, do you create yourself? Do you, 
um, I consider this as this my is your art. creation, this is your <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that's it's a creative endeavor, isn't it? You yeah. know, it's a, you, you, creative people express themselves in lots of different ways. You know, based on their what their talents are, what their interests are, and anything where you are uh, coming up with something original uh, to, to, to entertain or to inspire others, it's a creative endeavor. Whether that's a podcast, whether it's creating an event. Or creating a piece of art, and you're you quite know? the artist yourself. I've seen you. I do a little bit. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. It's really good, actually. Oh, thank you. Um, I like uh, this. The podcast venue that I've been down, this 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 journey that I've been on, has actually led to many different things. One of which is like kind of Photoshop and um, making my own posters. And I mean, I've just created the new logo for the for the for, right. for the um, the show. It looks really good. Um, I really appreciate it. But that's because I've been having to do it. For yeah. The podcast. And the same as art. I mean, I'd like to think, consider myself that one day I could probably go and do art because I used to be good at it in school. Well, I'd rather just talk. Yeah. My mum was like, "You never shuts up. You should do something with that one day." <laughs> well, there you go. That's your talent, isn't it? And that's yeah. that's how you, that's how you, you you know you, you create your work, your your art through your through your vocal abilities. <laughs> you know, and that's that's cool. Yeah, it's great. It's bringing people together, and that, that's yeah. what it's designed to do. Um, you know, we've got a community of people brewing now. We've got people coming to the biscuit, and mm. this is what you're bringing as well with this uh, comic book festival. You know, because we've never had anything like this in shoes before. Have we? Not really. No, um, I did a little festival. Well, I helped uh, somebody else do a little festival a couple of years ago, but it was on quite a small scale, and it wasn't my festival. I was I was helping somebody else do it. Um, so this is the first truly independent uh, comic book festival in Shrewsbury. Yeah. Um, there aren't that many festival actual festivals for comics in the UK. Uh, there's a lot of conventions, there's the odd conference, but there aren't that many festivals. Yeah, true. And festivals. also, as well, I was speaking to Charlie Adlard a while ago, yeah. and he was saying that a lot of the the, the comic cons that you go to now, like MCM, who I have represented, do a great. It's a great event. Mm. But they kind of veer towards more the TV and the movies now. They do. It's multimedia, yeah. They don't don't special. I mean, they have improved their comics coverage this year. They had a lot of really big names coming to MCM. And I like what they're doing. I like the fact that since they got bought out by Readpop, they've started to embrace comics more. And I think think that's a great thing. I really do. Um, But I think at their heart, I think uh, MCM will always be more of a a multimedia event uh, because they, they do appeal to... A massive demographic. Well, you of know. course, it's not, I mean, a, it's not a specialist event. It's a, it's a very mainstream. Um, what you know, at one time, being a geek was, you know, you were the odd one out. You, you were, you were an outsider. Um, whereas now, you are fully within the mainstream. Being a, you know, inverted commas geek. Um, it's absolutely. almost, it's, it's, it's almost, you're not a geek anymore. You are part of the mainstream. Now. There's nothing more powerful than somebody going into you like. How many Robins has Batman had? And you're like, I know the answer to this. <laughs> Sit down, I'm about to school you. Uh, there's nothing more powerful than that moment. I think I think <laughs> geeks have taken over the world, and I'm really par- proud of where we are now because I was kind of a closet geek, I guess, yeah. uh, a while ago because I used to read a lot. But Spawn was my in on to right, comic books. Right, Todd McFarlane. Yeah. I love Todd McFarlane. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that movie that he's making. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Guys at the who listen to the Shrewsbury Biscuit are actually listening to this now, thinking this is a different version of Alex. This is a free flowing, 
because this is my topic. This is my we're thing. Just, we're just talking. We're just chewing the fat here. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the best way to do it. I think you know. We just talk. Eventually, we'll get around to your little list of yeah, questions. Yeah, we will you know? do eventually. Yeah, we'll get, <laughs> we'll get on track. But this is podcast and joy for me. Um, so, how did this happen? Like, what, what, where did the idea come from? I mean, I said I know you said you worked with a, an event before. Was that it? Was that the Spark? Um, well, I always wanted to do um, a festival in Shrewsbury because it's my hometown. I love it, and it's the perfect place to have a comics festival. It always made sense to do that. Charlie agreed, because me and Charlie have been friends for a long time. Uh, we're in a band together. Um, so we talked about it a lot, you know, for a few years now. It's like, well, there really should be a festival in Shrewsbury. It's the ideal place. We've got so many amazing venues. We've got such a good art scene here. And lots of um, comic book artists as well, which yeah. Charlie illustrated to me. I, was, I had no <laughs> idea. Um, this, Yeah, you're right. You know, it's it would make sense because yeah. we were just talking before I recorded, and last week on last week's show, I I had Ron Morgan on the show, right. uh, the author, and um, we were talking. I was saying it's like a bottomless pit of talent. Shrewsbury is yeah. it's just ridiculous how many people have extraordinary talents. I mean, we're not just talking about artists, but there are clever people here as well, yeah. writers and yeah. podcasters, especially. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's full of innovation this time. Yeah, it really um, is. I mean, that's something, you know, that we cottoned onto when we were looking for sponsors and people to work with. A lot of the businesses here are cutting edge businesses um, and they just happen to be based here because it's a much nicer place to live than London, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. but you don't, you know, it's, a lot of these businesses, especially um, technology businesses, don't need to be based in a city. Yeah. And as well, I mean, you've got like independent business owners. I'm finding as I'm just kind of meandering through uh, Shrewsbury. You want to be on my podcast, you know, you want to do this. <laughs> I mean, whether it's Mike at Stop, whether it's Duncan at um, Planet Donut or Joel at the prison, they're kind of like, yes, I will help you. Yeah. You've got an idea, I'll help you. You can help me, I'll help you. And it's brilliant to see that. Yeah, there's a lot of that spirit actually in Shrewsbury. Businesses cross, there's a lot of cross-pollination between different sectors as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people just want to see people do well because a lot of people are really struggling, if we're honest, aren't they? You know, if you go to the retail sector, people are struggling because of the business rates and things yeah. like that. And obviously, internet um, shopping. Um, the, the, the bars are struggling. A lot of places are really struggling. So when people join up and they work together to do some cross-promotion, they're helping each other. And I yeah. think there's a real sense of community there yeah. because of that. I think, you know, the adversity of the current situation for people has created this sense of community and people are more willing now to work together. I mean, when I started doing events, um, I've been running comics events for 12 years now. And when I first started doing events, it was a very different world, you know. It was a lot easier to run events for a start because there were only two in the country. Yeah. Whereas now there are like 120. Were they smaller as well? Or were they, um, did they have to be bigger because there was only two? I think it, it, it was different. It was a different landscape because comic conventions in the sort of early 2000s and previous to that were all, well, they were just about comics. They were all just about, you didn't have these big multimedia events. So they were big, but they were big in the regard of what you'd expect a comic convention to be big. Yeah. So it might be 5,000 people, 6,000 people. That was considered big. Yeah. You know? Wow. Whereas, you know, MCM, what do they get? 140,000 people, something like that? Well, the MCM that I did for, for my other show, um, they invited me. Well, they let me go there <laughs> as yeah. a member of the press. Um, it, it blew my mind. It was my first ever Comic-Con, and I'd never seen such a big thing in my life. It was huge. huge. Yeah, Ridiculously huge. It is huge. It's almost too big because you can't really... It doesn't feel like it, um, you, it's part of something that you're involved with almost. And 
I mean, it's all preference, isn't it? I like the small shows, yeah, because you can feel like you can feel an ownership of them. You can feel like you are part of it. That just by being there as a fan, you're actually contributing to it. Yeah. Whereas you, sometimes with a big show, it's a little bit impersonal. That, that's not a criticism. That's just my personal preference. When I go to an event, I prefer a more intimate occasion. You know. Yeah. And to bring just a slice of that to Shrewsbury is is an achievement. You know. Because well, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be very different though. Comic Salopia is a true festival. Yeah. So for a start, most of it's free. Great. Um, That's a good word for everyone you know, free. You got that so that straight away, you're taking away a barrier because obviously to get into a convention, you usually have to pay about 15 to 25 pounds, depending on the convention. Some of the really small ones, it might only be, you know, six or seven pounds, but that's a barrier for some people. Yeah. That that can, you know, if you're on a low income or if you've got to travel a long way. Which is at the wrong time of month. Where yeah. It's just like, oh. There's lots of reasons why you might not be able to, you know, you say, well, I've got to pay to get in and then I'm going to, and then I want to buy stuff and, yeah. and I might need a hotel. I might need to travel. So we just wanted to take away some of that barrier, some of those barriers, sorry, and, uh, and make as much of it free as possible. So most of the main stuff going on, uh, all the ex- all the exhibits, the market, we're going to have a market in the square, you know, wow. I mean, because they're always really good, but it's going to be a self-publishers, uh, independent publishers market. So that's going to really open up comics that people have never seen before because the, the, the UK industry is, it's sort of um, hidden away. It's like a, a mystery to some people. Yeah. They don't realize all this stuff's going on. And we want to expose the general public to all these amazing comics that are being published. I was going to ask, actually, you know, with some of these independent comics, you know, with like Marvel and DC, mm. um, they've kind of made the switch to a lot of them digital. I mean, I'll sit and read a, a comic book on yeah. my tablet now. Yeah. Are a lot of independent comic books doing that? Or is it yeah. just paper? Or? Yeah, there's a company called Comic House, which um, are sort of an indie version of Comixology. Yeah. Um, they're a great company because they do, I think they do streaming comics, I think, and you can download and you can buy hard copies and it is very, very accessible and it's all indie stuff. Mostly. I think there's yeah. some like judge dread stuff on there as well, but it's mostly indie stuff, small press stuff. And it's really nicely put together. It's really easy to use. So the indie publishers now are really tapping into that digital market. Oh, so that's that's yeah. great because that makes it, it means it's more accessible than yeah, it's you know, totally accessible having to find boxes to put stuff in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so you said that you said that you're gonna have um stuff going on in the market square. You're gonna be doing stuff in the quarry as well. I take it. We're not using the quarry this year. We that that was a purposeful decision. Does that make sense? That's not that's not English. But um, that <laughs> <laughs> I think we get the idea. We we made that decision on purpose. Um, yeah. because. One of the aims of this festival is to bring people into the town. So they use the facilities of the town. They go they go into the shops, they go into the coffee shops, they go into the pubs. Uh, they, you know, we want to boost the economy. And, and so part of what we decided was we're not going to use the quarry because what happens is with quarry events, people get sort of shepherded straight to the quarry down by, uh, by the river. Yeah. They don't go into town. And that's that sort of defeats the object of what one of one of the main things we want to try and do, which is brilliant idea. Support the town. Fantastic. So all of our venues are, are mostly in town. Yeah. Um we're using the guild hall for our ticketed events. Yeah. Um, we're also using the butter market, uh the the, the, the um museum and art gallery, the castle grounds, um, the library. 
So we've created an area within the center of the town, really, from the sort of, you know, the the castle up to the um, square and then um, across to the Guild Hall. That triangle, if you will, is the is the area of the festival. And we're just taking over the town, basically. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, that's really good. And um, uh, have you had much response for it? There's a lot of people interested. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, local businesses, obviously are interested because it's good for them. Yeah. Um, we're also going to be using the shopping centres as well because there's lots of empty units, there's lots of empty spaces, and we're working with uh, the council. Uh, the county council and the town council have been amazingly supportive. Is there space for a mixer and a microphone somewhere? Yeah, like I'm sure they will. We could have a co- podcast zone. You know, you could yeah, podcast could. live from the yeah. festival, no problem. Yeah. Uh, hey, come sit and talk to me. No. <laughs> That's what I find about um, uh, Comic-Con, actually, is uh, I had my little handheld microphone. All right. And I'd go up to cosplayers. Cosplayers, guys, are people that dress up as comic book heroes. Yes. Um, but they do that as a, as a kind of a release. They're kind of usually really shy people. But when they dress up in cosplay, say they dress up as Batman or as Deadpool or something like that, it kind of is kind of a release for them. They yeah, become really like, confident. It's almost as if they are have become those. It's heroes. taken on that character, isn't it? You talk to a lot of performers or that go on stage or people that dress up in in general, and you'll find they're shy people. Yeah, you know? I put a mic in their face and I'd be like, uh, "Would you like to talk to me for the press?" And they're like, "No." Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, they don't want to. They probably yeah. don't want to talk to anyone one to one sometimes. Yeah, um, and I, you find that you know, I believe it or not, I'm a shy person, really. You know. Um, don't look at me like that. I am. Um, <laughs> I, I believe you. I believe you because I'm the same. Unless I've got a microphone in my face or if I've got a yeah, purpose or a goal. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we first met in the coffee house. Uh, we were, we were right. meeting. And I was sat there like, is that him? Is that him? I, I, I forgot <laughs> to look at the picture on Facebook in all honesty. <laughs> but I was kind of tapping the table like, where is he? Where, where is uh-huh. that him? You know? And uh, yeah, I get like that sometimes. It's yeah, understandable. Yeah. It, but like, is this something that you thought you'd be doing when you were younger? Like, is this... Organising events. Is, like comic books. Have you always been into your comic books? I've always been into comics since I could read, which was pretty early on in life because my mum was really great and taught me how to read before I went to school. So I was reading, you know, sort of early in my fourth year, you know, of my life. So I remember the first thing I read, the first thing I ever read by myself was uh, the, um, I think it was the Incredible Hulk annual, 1977. Oh, wow. So I would have been four, five, something like that. Because it was new. It had yeah. just come out, yeah. you know. Show me age now. Um, and, and I remember my mum always used to buy me the Incredible Hulk annuals. And they were usually just like hardback reprints of American hmm. comics, but they were great. And I remember just, I wanted to read, and this is this is getting on to, you know, literacy in comics, is that comics made me want to read. As a young boy, you know, a lot of young boys don't want to read. You just talk to a lot of young boys now and they say, oh, they're not really into reading. I'll play games, I'll watch TV, I don't want to read. But comics are that bridge because they're visual. And they're, they're often, they, they can be any subject matter, but more often than not, you know, for young boys, they can be about superheroes, they can be about war comics, they can be crime comics, whatever. They can be genres that young boys are interested in. Uh, predominantly young boys, obviously young girls as well. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, <coughs> like changes been made to comic books recently. I mean, there's always been females in comic books, but recently yeah. a lot of really inspiring characters. It's opened up now and it's, yeah. it's, it's for the better, you know. Um, a lot of young girls now are starting to read comics as well, which is fantastic. Um, but girls tend to be, uh, in my experience, girls tend to be better readers anyway. They're more interested in reading than boys are. Um, boys will read, bo- girls will will read books. You know, they'll read magazines. They're they're more open to reading, I think. And th- so, 
I think it was really important um, when I was a child, uh, going back to the original questions, you know, for, for me, being four years old, um, my mum wanted me to read early and she got me to read comics and that was how she got me to read. And and by the time I went to school, I, I was I was a great reader, you know, so give me that head start. So for me, and the part of what we're doing with the festival as well is to promote that literacy that comics can bring to young children. Um, that interest in literacy, that interest in reading that crosses over from games and com- and, uh, and movies because th- there is that little crossover, you know, between the different mediums. Um, and it's a really good encouraging medium for youngsters. And that's why it, I, that's one of the reasons I love comics so much. If it wasn't for comics, uh, I would not have been an advanced reader at school. Yeah. You know? It's amazing as well, actually, how that one comic book can inspire. I remember a young mm. guy come up to me he would normally be mortified at the mention of comic books. We <laughs> um, saw so I was reading a bit of Batman, and he was like, oh, so, okay, if I was going to read a Batman, which one would you give me? So I gave him uh, an issue. Well, I gave him the, the um, Justice League Trinity War. Right. I've not read that. It's amazing. So you got me at disadvantage. I haven't read that one. It's a really good book. And it was basically it was basically the the, the three Justice Leagues fighting against each other about this one thing. And it was all it all right. it does is it kind of introduces you to pretty much every single character <laughs> that you've got in, in So is it is it a cross universal, like multiversal story? Justice League's from it's different It's a convergence. Universes. It's definitely a convergence. And, and like yeah. you can be reading like a, a a copy of like Shazam or something or Constantine and you'd be like why why is why has Constantine got Shazam's power and Oh right, sense. God, it is. But then it'll make like, sense yeah. in, in the actual in the actual book. And so I gave him this and I said to him, like, this'll just introduce you to kind of all the kind of characters that are in the DC and he came back yeah. and he's like, Give me more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it kind of introduces introduced him into that. But do you think that um you're talking about multimedia really, do you think that like movies and TVs bring people into comics or do you think it takes them away? Um, I don't think mm, that's a good question. Um, I think you'd have to do some proper scientific study of that to give a, a good answer. Yeah. You know, I could only guess really uh, of the facts on that. But my feeling, my feeling of it is that you know, comics are a medium that require a lot of investment from the person doing the reading. Well, so yeah, it's there's a, the, the, not as much as reading a book, perhaps, but you we have to give a bit back, you know. Yeah. Whereas uh, a movie sort of happens to you, you know. A game, you you're it's immersive, so it but it does everything for you, you know. Um, whereas a comic, um, you have to give something back. All the action happens in the gutters, i.e., in your imagination. You know, you've got the images that tell you there's sort of punctuations in time, but all the action is in your imagination. Every, all the sounds, exactly. all the characterization, the artist, a good storyteller enables you to use your imagination, basically. And I think it's really helpful as well. I mean, I, I work with the youth, and not just the youth, I mean, I work with older, sort of young adults, and I do think that, you know, you get a lot of kids that don't, I, I can't read or I don't like to read books, things like that. I was going to do a weird accent then, but I thought that would be really disrespectful. <laughs> but you, yet you see young people scrolling on their phones, reading things on Twitter, yeah. reading things on Facebook, uh, Snapchat, things like that. They're using their imagination. Um, and so if they pick up a comic book, if they're used to reading in short form, whether it be a statuses on Facebook or yeah. the, the odd story they find, yeah. um, as well as drop their barrier, because a lot of young people are like, hmm, no, I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm not showing my emotions. I'm not releasing <laughs> with this. If they could like disappear into a room, read comic book, uh, say yeah. in, like, an issue of Green Lantern or something, and just imagine 
that they could do that. Whilst reading these short form stories, I think it could actually inspire people that are used to like shrugging their shoulders. Yeah, know? I think so. I think the thing about comics is that when I was a kid growing up, or when you were a kid growing up, probably comics, comics and superheroes were, were one in the same. You know, we didn't really think of them as two different things. Yeah. So, um, because obviously comics are an art form, and but superheroes worked really well for comics. You couldn't make superhero movies in the seventies. Not very good ones. Um, games weren't around. So if you wanted a power fantasy, and that's what superheroes are, they're a power fantasy, which is empowering for young people, whether they're a girl or they're a boy, it doesn't really matter. Uh, power fantasies are, fantasies are very powerful, you know, yeah. because if you're, if you're, if you're dis- disenf- disenfranchised or if you're bullied or anything like that, um, the, fantas- the fantasy that you are suddenly more powerful is really, really attractive and really, really powerful. And see, I think that's why young people turn to comics a lot in that period of time, you know, from sort of the, the conception of commercial comics, you know, in the 40s through to, um, and maybe not then, because back then it was more of a cultural phenomenon. Everyone read comics back then. But certainly in the 60s when Marvel started up and up until sort of around the mid-90s probably, comics were predominantly superheroes and they were predominantly read by people who needed something to make them feel more powerful yeah and um i mean i'm generalizing obviously there's there's lots of exceptions to that but i think that was a huge part of the readership and i think that is that sort of empowerment that sort of belonging to something marvel in particular were really good at making you feel like you belonged to something um that's really powerful now what happens now those people are getting that hit that fix from the movies they're getting that fix from the games uh because those superheroes are in the movies and it looks good yeah and they're those superheroes and you talk to a marvel fan now they're a marvel fan they're into the brand they're into the characters they're not into the medium of comics they're into superheroes yeah and <laughs> I, I almost want to try and encourage people to move away from this you can only like the one thing because it, uh, mm. one of my biggest arguments is is people come up to me and I'll, they'll say who's your favorite comic book hero and i'll be like it's batman straight away bam batman yeah. um uh, so what what else do you like uh, i'll be like i like but i like marvel and i like dc yeah. both equally i also like other comic books i like spawn yeah and i like the old constantine that wasn't dc i like i like i like oh, the vertigo stuff yeah 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 that was, yeah, was brilliant um so you know i, I like i like a bit of everything um, and for, but for some reason, everybody seems to think you can only like Marvel, you can only like DC. Well, it's tribalism, isn't it? You get it yeah. with you know, you get it in football, you get it in sp- all sports. You get it. You are, you, get it. are you blur or are you a racist? Yeah, it's just tribalism. <laughs> and and you, you, you know, you you talk to these people who are you know make mine Marvel or 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 you know they only love DC or whatever. Usually, you'll find there's no actual logical reason for it. It's what they grew up with. They they. Put down their state, their claim. I'm DC. I'm Marvel, and they stuck with it, and they stuck with yeah. it into adulthood beyond any form of logic. You yeah. know, <laughs> most of us actually get out of that. I mean, I used to be a Marvel fan. I was make my Marvel. I was a Foom member. You know, it and, starts with the Hulk. You know, <laughs> yeah. And I, well, this is the thing: the Hulk was on the TV. Spider Man was on the TV. Marvel did things that DC didn't do. They were a little bit more hip. Their characters were a little bit more realistic, um, and approachable and you understood you you, you emphasized a bit empathized a little bit more with those characters yeah. i didn't really i couldn't really empathize with a guy an alien who could do anything 
you know? And a little guy with uh, a monocle and a top hat who calls himself Penguin. Well, like, this is the thing. It was from another time. DC, they're older characters. They're iconic, but they're older. Yeah. Um, so at the time, as a kid, um, Marvel just to me spoke to me more. So I, lo- I remember me and my buddy Nick, <laughs> we, we loved, we were both Marvelites. And I remember we found this old DC comic and we tore it up. I mean, oh, DC, I wish I still kept it. It was an early Justice League. And we were, it was total tribalism. And when you're 11, that's allowed, I think. But when you're 45, I think you need to grow out of that. And I sort of grew out of it when I was about sort of fifth, no, maybe younger than that, about 13, I think. And I think John Byrne, who I was a massive fan of, who was, he'd done the X-Men and stuff like that and had a mass, had a great runs on lots of titles, moved over to DC and started doing Superman. And I had to make a choice then because <laughs> I wanted to follow John Byrne wherever he went because he was an amazing artist, an amazing writer. And I thought, you know what? Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy Superman number one or Man of Steel. It was actually number one. <laughs> We've all had the decision to make. Yeah, and, uh... and I bought a DC comic, and it's, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god! Well, I've done it now. The, the, you know, floodgates have opened. Dark Knight Returns. You I know. remember when Greg Capullo came over to Batman and everybody was like, oh, great, Batman's going to have a 40-yard cape. I think I think me and Charlie were talking about that. Yeah. Was at her, but it was great. great. I loved that run, actually. The Court of Owls, I thought it was great. Yeah, I've got that. I've actually got that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and then you realise, you really early on in life, really, you realise that it's not about, it's not really about the characters and it's not really about the publishers. It's about the creators. Yeah. They're the people who make the comics. And that's where it's important what you're doing in this town because you're promoting people that that spend years with these ideas in their head, that spend months, weeks working on these amazing pieces of artwork and storyboards, and, and yet they, they kind of lose out to the big boys of Marvel and DC. So what you're doing is you're taking them and you're, you're showing people what they can do. On the, Yeah, you know, definitely. You know. well, don't get me wrong, we're, also, we're celebrating every type of comic, so... Um, I'm sorry I'm not looking at you. I'm trying to get better no, reception no, 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 on the no, mic. No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> um, I'm used to just doing that. I'll just, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not being rude. Um, but well, 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 I've totally lost my train of thought now. Yeah, so Marvel and DC, <laughs> you know, we're celebrating all types of comics. So we are still celebrating what Marvel and DC do because they do some phenomenal work. Yeah. We're also celebrating what Image Comics do, what Dark Horse Comics do, what uk indie comics do what web comics can do what manga can do all these different versions of comics you know whether it's a graphic novel or or even like if you're doing a massive sequential mural across the town which is what we might be doing which yeah. is what we are doing um that's all comics you know it's all just comics so and we love it all what in any shape or form it is whether it's digital whether it's on paper whether it's on walls it doesn't really matter it's the art form that's important. That's it, yeah. I mean, I, I'm well, I'm really excited about this. Um, but like, when Shane has this idea, he wants to come up with this 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 event. What's the first thing you do? What's, how do you start planning this? How does it begin? <laughs> well, um, you you need to find a team for something like this. I mean, I've been running cons for a long time, and I've built up a team of really good people to help me. Um, the first thing you always do, you know, when you're running a con is you find a venue, you find some guests, you know, this is once you've established a team. It's all very routine. But for this, for the, for, um, for the festival, you need to create a team, a proper team yeah. uh, of people 
that you can rely on that yeah. you can rely on to to make it happen so we had to go through the process of talking to each other and formulating a plan for what we wanted to do and what we wanted to achieve what our mission was what was important to us yeah you know because we all have different we're all there's all different things that are important to each of us myself jane and charlie there's things about this festival that we're passionate about some of them are the same things some of them are different things yeah so we need to formulate that. What is our mission? What is our what is our purpose? Yeah. You know, and I think that was the initial thing. Yes, we want to do a festival. Yes, we want it to be town wide. Um, yes, we want it to be as free as possible and as uh, 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 accessible as possible. Without having to fork out yourselves and lose out. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, so and then it's just like, okay, we know what we want to achieve. How do we go about doing that? And then you form a plan to how do you get the funding? which which venues can we use um will the council support us you build that infrastructure you yeah. know around yeah. you uh because as, as as great as your ideas may be as, as as great as the guests may be that you bring along you know if you don't have that structure uh, and that, that 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 sort of support around you of, of people who are really good at what they do um then um, then it will all just like fall apart you know yeah. are we cooking on gas is it going well yeah as far as i can tell well i'm here i'm here <laughs> just tell me when you get bored <laughs> and i'll shut up <laughs> no 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 i mean like you've, you're putting a lot of hard work into it it would be a shame that it, if you put an all that you and charlie and jane and everybody else that's involved putting yeah. all this hard work into it and then nobody's getting back to you nothing's happening there's no chemistry there's nobody getting back so you, you've got you've got this happening now it's, it's yeah i mean like i said the, the council are totally behind it local yeah, businesses great. are totally we've got a lot of support from local media uh people want this to happen because they want something like this in the town yeah you know and that's that that's good for us <laughs> have you have you got many i mean i know you got you got people coming but is there anybody that you can mention that's going to be there comic book artists uh... yeah um obviously all the local guys are going to be there so i mean not a lot of people might know this but um obviously everyone knows about charlie living here that's charlie adler guys one of the co-creators of the walking dead that's if you it didn't know. that's the man um <laughs> He's also in a band with me. I know I've mentioned that already, but yeah. I'd like to get that one in there as well. <laughs> New album out next year. Are you guys going to be performing? At the uh, we are, actually. Yeah. yeah, we are going to be doing a gig, uh, I think, on the Friday evening. Um, we're not sure where the venue is yet. It may be The Lion. Um, but yeah, we're going to be doing a gig along with a few other artists on the Friday evening as part of the, the launch party. Wow, I'll so have that, to try to be there. That'll <laughs> be fun, yeah. Um, and also... Um, on the Saturday evening, um, Dan Owen is going to be doing a gig uh, for us um, to help us towards our charity endeavours. Because uh, we're what, one, of the, one of the main things about the festival as well is that everything that we make is going towards um, a local charity called Share, um, which is a charity that supports um, people who've uh, and their families who've uh, who are in recovery who've suffered from one form of addiction or another. So it really is a recovery charity. And the, the, the name Share, the idea of that is that um, people will share their knowledge and their skills uh, to help uh, those those people and their families who are in recovery. That's really good. That's amazing. I mean, what more? Re- Here you go, comic books saving lives. Yeah, know? I mean, and it is. it does save, you know, recovery is a really important part of the process. Yeah. Uh, it might be, you know, near the end, but it's... that it's it's essential that people get support when they're in cover, in recovery so um 
yeah, it's something that, that is something that we're all passionate about. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that makes me even want to even more even more want to get involved in this. So you're saying Charlie's <laughs> going to be there? Who else? Sorry, yeah, I got um, away from the question. No, we do this. This is what we do on podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah. Charlie, obviously, um, John Wagner, who created uh, co-created Judge Dredd uh, with the late uh, Carlos Scarra, who unfortunately passed away last year. Um, he is going to be there. Um, Fantastic. We're going to be doing lots of really cool 2000 AD and Dread themed stuff uh, at the prison at the Dana. That's one wow. of our other venues that we're working with. You heard me talk about the Dana a bit too much. <laughs> well, immersive <laughs> events do really cool immersive events, funnily enough. They do yeah. what it says on the tin. Yeah. And they make me dress up as Santa and swear at people. Well, they <laughs> might make you dress up as a judge this time for oh, this. If they get me to play <laughs> Judge Dredd, I'm telling you, now, I will cry with joy. If I get to walk around shouting, I am the law. <laughs> but it's going to be amazing because not only are these immersive events going on, like these judge with the judges, um, but there's going to be lots of 2000 AD artists and writers actually in the prison um, oh. exhibiting as well. And people who were, uh, who were sort of inspired by 2000 AD, sort of independent creators, we're going to be giving them um, cells at the prison. So artists will have their own cell that they can exhibit their work. And people can walk around the prison, discover artists, meet famous uh, 2000 AD creators. Wow. So that's going to be gonna like be... the 2000 AD zone, the prison. <laughs> I'm going to be working overdrive on this because I run two po- podcasts and my other one's very nerdy <laughs> and my co-hosts are going to be crying in their sleep when they hear about all this that's going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so like this has got to be really hard work for you, but is this like a, is it fun to do this is, or is it, is it driving you a bit nuts? There's like lots going on. Is there something that you do to kind of relax yourself if, if that's the case? I don't really, well, this is probably the most relaxed I've been for a long time. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, doing a, doing events, because I do other events as well as this one. Yeah, we should um, get, I, give ICE a shout out as well. Yeah, ICE. I do ICE, which is uh, the International Comic Expo, which there's one in Birmingham and there's one in Brighton in March. So, yeah, um, I'll be honest, I don't really have much time to chill, because obviously I have a full-time job as well, um, and in the band, and so... You, Basically, all my time is devoted, really, to um, all my spare time is devoted to comics events. <laughs> We've got so much in common; it's crazy. <laughs> but when you love something, you know yourself. You love your podcast, yeah. you know. And when you devote, when you love something, you're passionate about it, and you care about it. You, you're quite happy to devote your time to it. Absolutely. And um, do you know what? I before Christmas, I was kind of getting a bit. I wasn't getting tired of the podcast I would never say that but just tired I, I was doing too <laughs> I was doing too much I really was and I had a week off during the, the holidays and, and yeah. I um I, uh, I come back with a spring in my step I just want to create and make and I, I spent like I think it's about a day and a half editing this last week's episode so mm. it sounded perfect I wanted it to sound like one of the best podcasts I've ever done yeah. and it, it pays off and you know but then you're tired again afterwards. <laughs> you do. You are. Yeah. You get tired, don't you? Yeah. Um, you, you, you do have, you have, you have like these energy reserves that you yeah. go into. I don't know about you, but I, if, if something big happens, like after an event, after I've done ice, for example, I usually, I'm usually ill for about three days. Yeah. Um, just want, don't want to get out of the bed. Body just, that, yeah. yeah. The body's been going at full bore for a long time without a rest. And then you do the event, which takes all of your energy and all of your power as it were. And then you've got nothing left 
And it takes a while for your body and your mind to recover from that. It can't be easy for you, man. I mean, it's me going, oh, I do editing. I sit at a computer. You're organizing a, a, an event <laughs> that involves thousands of people. And, you know, it can't be easy, especially when it's all those logistics. I bet it's logistically Yeah, well, I love it. It's, it's, I love doing it. So, yeah, it's always a challenge. It's really challenging. You know, and I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm not I'm not moaning because I love it. people to turn up. I, yeah, I'm looking for people to turn <laughs> up, yeah. But it, it, it it's something I love. So I, I don't. I don't feel bad about, you know, about feeling tired afterwards. It's almost like a satisfying feeling. It's like, I've done a good job. It's like when you go to work and you've done, had a really good day at work and you get home and you're absolutely knackered. Can I say that word? Is yeah, that right? yeah, we're good. We're, we're, we're family <laughs> friendly, but no. That's it's not too bad, is it? Yeah, no. um, and, and you get home, and, but you feel good. Because yeah, I've achieved a lot today. Yeah. And yeah. that that's a good feeling. So I don't mind being tired as long as I've achieved something. And take this from a, a fellow nerd. Like, you bring in something like this to this town. We are all grateful. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Collectively, welcome. we are all <laughs> grateful. And I guarantee, like, we're going to, well, we're gonna, you're going to get a good response from this town because there are a lot of, a lot of people enjoy this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I feel anyway. Are, yeah, I feel. and we're going to be bringing people in from all over the country. Yes, you know, because the guests. I mean, going back to your question about guests. I mean, we've got people coming in from the states. Uh, we've got a chat coming from New Zealand. Uh, we've got a lot of people coming from Europe. Wow. So it, it's an international festival. Don't get me wrong. You know, um, Tyler Kirkham, who's do, who does a lot of Venom stuff. He's coming over from the states. Uh, Scott McLeod, who I've got his graphic novel there actually, the sculptor. Um, he he wrote Understanding Comics, which for me uh, was a seminal book about how comics work, how they how storytelling works, and how cartooning works. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, Understanding Comics and Scott McCloud, you know, massive massive influence on my appreciation of the medium. So to have him coming over, he's doing a, an event for us as well. Um, we got we got a chap called Ben Steinbeck, who's worked with Mike Minola. He's coming over from New Zealand, um, and obviously the cream of the crop in the UK as well. Brilliant! I mean, it sounds for oh, I really can't wait. You know, when something like this happens, you you try and find a creative ways to ex- explain how excited you are, and you just keep repeating to yourself, "I can't wait! Oh, I can't really wait. can't wait! Really, I just I'm want really this to excited. happen!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't wait to make it happen. I can't wait to. I can't wait for it to happen, but it's it's like one of those things when you know you plan it for over a year and then it's over in two days. Um, how <laughs> how do people um, find out how to how how do people like um, get find their tickets to the events that are ticketed or that that you, you may be free but you do need to apply for it? Yeah, so all the main stuff is free. So if you want to go to the castle and enjoy the like the comics fair that we're putting on there. There's going to be loads of fun stuff going on there. There's going to be caricaturists, paint face painting. Yeah. Um, uh, Jedi fight training, all that sort of stuff. So there's going to be lots of really fun stuff going on in the castle. That's all free. Um, there's going to be children's activities going on in the library. They're mostly free. But if you want to go, like most of the ticketed stuff is happening over at the Guild Hall. Okay. Um, and that's aimed at, well, anyone really. There's going to be some really cool events. There's going to be some educational events. There's going to be some more academic events about comics as well. Yeah. Uh, workshops, talks, panels, uh, Whatever you can think of, it'll be happening at the Guild Hall, and okay. um, those ticketed events will go on sale individually on the website um, over the next few over the next few months. Web, I guess. Web, website, you say? What yes. website? The website is this? www. 
www.comicsalopia.com. Nice and easy to remember. There you with go. Two S's. Um, so, but so yeah, on there you can you can you can also buy uh, packages. So we've got family tickets so that all of the kids' workshops you can get them all for a package price. The idea being that you, you know if you got uh, if you're a parent and you want to take your kids, it's not going to cost you the earth. And even you if know. it did, you're helping a great cause as well. Yeah, and you get sure. yeah, and it, and it all goes to charity. And um, but it's it the, the thing is you're offering we think um, really good value on on those events because yeah. because I mean for example a family ticket for for the Saturday is only thirty five quid. Oh yeah, you know, I think I'm saying that from memory. I hope it's right. Yeah, but I mean, if you, think, if you that's break the ball that down, part, say you know, four people, but you know, well, if you, it's crazy. There's a whole program of events going on all weekend, yeah. and that family ticket gets you into all of the kids' events. So all the kids' workshops, um, all all the stuff in the library that's happening, it's all included in that family ticket for for you, your partner, and up to three of your kids. Yeah. You know, so that it's 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 almost free, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, but the thing is, as well, I would encourage people if you've got young kids, despite whether they're into the Marvel characters, if they like the Avengers and things like that, despite that, there might be something there that will just spark the 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 inspiration that might make them want to go and write, yeah. to make make them want to go and draw. I always encourage people to get to get their kids involved with stuff like this because the inspiration's always there; it's all around them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's good. storytelling. That's the thing. The thing about comics is it's about telling stories, and stories are really good for us. You know, they inspire us, they give us hope, um, they, they 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 make us better people if we when we're inspired by them. Um, and and comics is one of the most powerful storytelling mediums, it, and it's great for kids. It really is. Um, look what it's done to to the entertainment world. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know we're going straight back to the big boys. I'm sorry, independent comic book artists, <laughs> but you know, Marvel are ruining things at the moment because they're doing so well. It's amazing how how great they're doing. I'm proud. I'm proud <laughs> to be a nerd right now. It's, it's an amazing time. Um, have is. you got anything else that you want to plug? Anything else? But I mean, I know you oh, can t- talk more about this if you like. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, the, the main thing I'd I'd say I'd want to. Um, talk about is obviously comic salopia but i do other shows as well um i've got a show in in march on the 9th of march um another ice show in brighton yeah um so obviously local people it's a long way (laughs) um and then on the 31st of august i've got ice birmingham which is another comic convention that I I'll do. be there. Yeah, I'll good, be there. Good, good. I've already offered you. We my did sword. one. We did it. La- <laughs> we did it last year, and that went really well. Well, I've done it. I've done ice now for since 2014, um, and it's always been. It's you know, it's got a nice little reputation as a really good little show. You know, it's not massive. It's not like MCM. You know, when you've got thousands and thousands of people, it's very intimate. But that's 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 great because you get to sit and talk or stand and talk to the <laughs> artists and the writers. As much as you want, really. There are cues, don't get me wrong, but it's not sort of a conveyor belt. And we don't have all this, like, you know, say hello, right, next one, say hello, next one. It's none of that. I queued for about 45 minutes to speak to Chris Parry. Uh, who's who's Rimmer in Red Dwarf? Yeah, yeah. And it, that was very much a, a very quick kind of sign the photo, off you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's not very personal, is it? No. I mean, people say, "Oh, I met, I met, I met." Um, I don't know, some star, Mark Hamill. I met Mark Hamill. Did you? What did you talk about? Oh, I didn't get to speak to him. 
So how did, you didn't meet him. You were in the same space as him and yeah. you paid £120 or whatever for the privilege of it. Mm. To me, that's not meeting somebody. You know, I, I mean, I, I understand that people want to do that and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not disrespecting it because I, I honestly, you know, if someone's inspired you as an actor all your life, of course you want to be in the same yeah. space as them. Of course you do. And that's cool, you know. But for me, it's just, it's not for me, you know. I like to meet people. I like to talk to them. I like to go for a beer with them, you know. Yeah. And, that, and that's what we do, you know. I mean, at ICE, not, you know, we're, after the show, we go, to the, we go for a beer with a guest. We, it's a very personal sort of thing. And I want to bring that into Comic Salopia as well. I don't want it to be them and us. I don't want it to be the stars, you know, of comics and the fans, you know, with a big divide. I want them to be, I want them to meet the artist, to talk to the artist and get inspired um, because that that that's a much better experience because it's all about the, the the experience of the visitor you know the person who comes to your event they want to walk away thinking that they've had a really good experience you know yeah that, that's a brilliant quality to bring to something like that and i think you explained that better than i could <laughs> uh, i really do because you illustrated that by saying when your band is going to play um, it's going to be with a lot of our artists, and you'll be able to go and sit there and, and sit with these guys. Yeah, yeah, music. mingle, mingle with the with the artists and the writers. You know, talk to them. That's what it's all about. I was, gonna, I was about to say you probably wouldn't see Todd McFarlane sat there on a on a stage rocking out, but you probably <laughs> would with Todd McFarlane. Knowing him. You never know. You never yeah. know. He's an interesting guy. You know? <laughs> he really is. Um, my my final question: Who, if you've listened to my show before, you'll know it's coming. Um, but what does uh, what does Shrewsbury mean to you? Whoa, <laughs> where do I start? <laughs> well, I was born here. I was born at Copthorne, so it's it's my home spiritually and you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not a religious person, but I feel that, you know, if there is such a thing as a soul, it's very much mine is connected to Shrewsbury, you know. Um and uh it it's home, you know, that's all I could say really. It's 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 the beginning of everything for me, you know. I was born here and I have had so many wonderful things happen while i've been living here because i haven't always lived here i went to college in wrexham um i li- I, I, I grew up <laughs> sort of the other side of the county sort of out in the well the other, only a few miles away actually in hierarchical um is where i grew up so i was a country lad really oh, but wow. shrewsbury was always you know where you'd go you know you'd go to town you know go to shrewsbury it was always a very exciting place when i was young so there's lots of memories of excitement of of this, this the thrill of going to this big town as I thought it was back when I was a kid, you know, yeah. get on the bus, go to Shrewsbury, get lost, <laughs> <laughs> you know, get into a bit of bother or whatever. But you know, we had such good times, and so 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 all of my so many of my best memories are, are from this town, um, and I still love it. Um, you know, I walk I walk through town all the time, obviously, and uh, you know, I, I look around and I think it's it's a beautiful town. It's There's so much here. The people are so nice. Um, it's got its problems. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, you know that because you were interviewing the guys at the Ark, and there's a homeless problem, yeah, um, which which I feel a lot. I, I feel a lot of passion for. Uh, I'd love to do something about that. Um, I I yeah. think you know it, I I see homeless people not just here in Shrewsbury but all over the country. There's a major problem in this country with homelessness at the moment. And I, I feel like the time is coming where I can't not do anything anymore. It's getting to the point where I feel like I need to do something about it because um, it's getting beyond a joke. It, it really is. is. It, it is. It's really hard to see because it, it kind of emotionally kind of tears you up inside. I mean, it I've just does. driven through town now and, um, you know, tucked in um, by Waitrose. Yeah. Um, there's, there's like three people 
there and I was just yeah. kind of like, oh, man. You know, but what can you do? I mean, by the time you start... Well, that's the what, question, isn't it? What can you do? And I, I'm starting to ask myself that question a lot lately. What can I do? Because I want to do something because it's really getting to the point where... You see, it's so easy to dehumanise people, isn't it? Yeah. They're homeless oh, people. Yeah. They're homeless people. They're not me. Of course they're me. They're human beings and they're and they're, they're living on the streets in the, in the cold. Mm. And I know this isn't the subject of this podcast no 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 this it's some you know you asked me what you know she's means. means to me and to, to it shouldn't mean it shouldn't mean you know that we we live in a world i don't think where um people are living on the streets you know uh, yeah there, just, there are a lot of places heart, really there are a lot of places in europe and things that are trying to eradicate homelessness and yeah. mean getting close to doing so, so it why? can be done it just yeah. needs the will not just the will of the politicians because we like to blame politicians for everything don't we but each and every one of us yeah, have yeah. to, you know, and I, I, I've honestly started to ask myself that question because I feel bad that I haven't done anything, that I don't do enough. I do give money to homeless people. So people say not to, but I do. Um, or I'll buy them something. I'll buy them a pasta yeah, or something yeah. like that. Um, and people make judgments. People dehumanize. And they, they they tell their own stories about these people in their heads. They, they don't know why they're there. They don't know what they've been through to be there. Um, and I think people are just too quick to judge sometimes. I, I see a lot of um, sort of aggression and hatred towards homeless people. I think, how can that be? Yeah, yeah it made me laugh. It didn't make me laugh. I got angry, to be honest. When you see, there was a, something about in London and people, they were give, they were fining homeless people for sleeping in certain places. Oh, it's just... It's inhuman. It's <laughs> inhuman. It really is. It's, it's despicable, that You know, is. all the money you don't yeah. have, well... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's that, that's that's just beyond that's beyond the joke. Yeah, it really is. And but you know, like you said, if you could find a way to, it's nice what people say about Shrewsbury because they always say it's almost like a nucleus. You know, it's kind of the, it's always the center of everybody's kind of being. Like whether you, I know, I don't hear a lot of people going. I need to get out of town, man. I need to get out of Dodge because I hate yeah. it here. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people out here and happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, anyone who didn't like it, they've already gone, haven't they? Yeah. And so, if they do, they come back. <laughs> they I mean, come back. Uh, well, what it is, they go somewhere else and then they realize what a nice town Shrewsbury is yeah. because they spend some time um, living somewhere else that isn't as nice, you know? And, and then, then they end up coming back because, wow. This beautiful park, all this beautiful <laughs> architecture. There's a castle. There's 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 great schools. You know, whatever your point of view is, if you're a family, it's a great place to bring up kids. Yeah, there's really good schools here. There's good recreation here. There's an amazing music scene here. If you're into music, live music. Um, the podcast scene is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let us not forget that. It should be biscuit, man, running things. Um, <laughs> it's great. And um, yeah, I, I do feel like there is definitely some sort of bottomless pit. There's just an endless um, like group of people that are just so talented and, and willing to talk to me as well, you know? Yeah. And let's hope that this um, the comic book Salopian uh, um, gets people inspired and brings people together because I'd like to meet more people. Yeah, I think it will, you know? I, well, I know it will because, you know, the people we've got are some of the best in the industry, you know? And uh, it, 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 it has to uh, inspire people. It really does because there's nothing like it in the town. I don't yeah. think. Well, um, Shane, um, 
I would like to offer you my sword. You know they're doing Game of Thrones <laughs> and they're like, I am, I am now your anything that the Shrewsbury Biscuit can do to help. Uh, I this, appreciate this cause. that. You've, I do. You've, you've got us. Uh, whether you want us to go and speak to some comic book artists, whether you want to do a survey in town, <laughs> you know. But we we can be here and like we will uh, we'll definitely attend the the, the festival and. Um, probably I'll probably be representing two shows, but I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind doing that at all. Um, um, I'll, I'll I'll get a tent, stay in the castle grounds. <laughs> Thank you very much, Shane, for talking to me. It's Absolutely been, welcome. I've been really dying to speak to you actually, so I'm really happy. So I'm glad. Ah, it's great. Day. It's been a really good chat. Yeah, it's relaxed. I mean, two nerds sat chatting together about comic books. That's How, what it's, it's all about, isn't it? it? Doesn't get much that's, better than that. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Well, look. Thank you very much, and good luck with the uh, with the festival. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Peace out.